Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and welcome to the very first episode of Beggars Can Be Choosers, a podcast brought to you by the Beggars team. Folks, I'm super excited to bring you the first episode of the show and do a more formal and conversational and exciting conversation on the Beggars platform and the vision of the platform, the team, and the kind of community impact that we're looking to make with Beggars. So overall, we really want to introduce you, our audience, with today's episode to the Beggars platform and the Beggars way, uh, just kind of bring the world into acquaintance with what we're working on here to better understand and better reimagine how we help people get the funds they need, the funds they want, and give people a new way to give. So for starters, what is Beggars? Beggars is a social media platform that allows you, the user, to raise funds or to contribute to others while donating to charities in need as well as individuals in need. And there's an emphasis on creativity here, right? Branding yourself, your message, and your unique talents to secure the funds that you need and want. And the ways people that can uh, you know, put this platform to work for themselves and for their community are really endless. And that's what we're wanting to pull the curtain back some on today, right? Really share with y'all and get your wheels turning on how could you put this platform to work in creative ways. So today we're going to be breaking down what is Beggars, why Beggars and the Beggars mission, and then how you can make your voice heard, your community engaged, and hopefully your wallet stuffed with beggars. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest for the first episode. I'm pleased to welcome Mr. Kerry Carlton. He's the CEO and founder of Beggars. Kerry, welcome in studio. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for the introduction. I appreciate it. I want to thank uh, everybody on the podcast looking in and listening in. Yeah, man, it's it's a real pleasure getting you in studio uh, and getting to better understand sort of the, the heart and the vision behind beggars, and then how that's actually turning into some of the strategic choices that you've done with UX, UI, platform features, all the goodies, right? right. And again, get people's wheels turning on how they can put this platform to creative use. So let's start first by learning a little bit more about you as founder, right? Walk us through some of the basics of your career journey and how you landed here at Beggars. Okay, great. Well, for the majority of my career has been in sales leadership, running sales organizations, building sales organizations, leading, developing, and training in that world. Um, the genesis of really this came from a number of ideas that I would have in my idea book. And this came from really me wanting to create an opportunity to donate large sums of money to charitable causes that I wasn't able to do in a singular fashion. And I said, I bet I can create a video that I can get 300,000 people to give me a dollar. Right. <laughs> so that's how it all kind of started. Okay. Then I said, you know, and then I came with the name and I said, I'm going to go to GoDaddy right now. And if they have it available, I'm going to grab it. Love it. And it was there. Well, so I'm like, I felt destiny was starting to move. And that was in New Orleans in a little cafe with a couple of friends who thought the idea was great. And then um, we just started working on how we can raise money. And then what we found in the space was um, really it was wide open, meaning we had lots of content creators. We had lots of content consumption. We had a lot of content sharing. And we had a lot of crowdfunding opportunities. But what we didn't see in particular a demographic between the ages of 14 and 24 and above 
where they could sit down and create content was digital natives were creating content more than they ever were before. They were sharing content creation more than they ever were before. And now, but they couldn't really capitalize on it as an example. I'm a content creator. I'm going to build out my brand and I got to get to 500,000 users before Google or Facebook or YouTube or whomever wants to give me some of the money that they're making on their advertising. So that was one. Then what we found was lots of individuals had needs and wants and they had charitable things that they wanted to give. Right. So we combined the idea of taking this generation and these digital natives and let them create content, share the content, and then they can raise the money for anything they might want, anything they need, or anything they want to give to. And that's really how it slowly evolved into me wanting to give to where we are. And so the idea is at the end that beggars is going to give away a half a percent of all the money that's raised. And our goal is to give one, two, three million dollars a year or more to charities that we're working with. And that goes back to the very core idea that I started with a long time ago. It really feels like the platform is looking to take kind of the, the heart and the material impact of you know, a GoFundMe style crowdfunding platform, taking the creator community of TikTok, taking the sort of uh, creator community engagement of a Patreon, merging them all and creating an experience for users, uh, whether they're creating content or engaging with creators, that makes the process of giving more intuitive and more ingrained into the platform. How did you land on that sort of meshing of uh, you know, the bits and pieces of different social media platforms that work well and then bringing them into sort of one unified vision? Well, first of all, you'll see fragmented individuals on different platforms raising money for a variety of different things. Let's say that I want to, uh, I, I can play a guitar and I'm singing a song and I want studio time. And you can see on Facebook, on, on TikTok where you can do it. But in order, but that's a, that's one person amongst many videos. Right. It's not a singular community. And then what you see is individuals, let's say that I'm an individual from Chicago and I'm, uh, I want a drum kit, but I really don't have the resources or the means to do that. I can post a video of me playing the drums on a set of buckets. And I say, if I could get a drum kit, this is what I'm going to be able to do. So this individual creates this bag showing them doing it, requesting it, then shows them buying the drum kit with the money that they raise, and then shows them playing in the band on their new drum kit. So not only do you see the people that are raising the money, but I, I chipped in, because we chip in, we don't donate, we're chipping into these people. And what happens is they get to come along on these episodics on the journey. It's the only site that says, I get to see this person go all the way through for the money that I that I uh, chipped in with. So we landed on it because it was out there, right. but it was fragmented. And creating a singular community was our ultimate goal. And that's what we think we've done with beggars. And the way I like to say it is this, TikTok and GoFundMe, have, uh, they're at the, they have an illicit relationship, <laughs> and that illicit relationship turned into a child, and that is beggars.com. Well, and now it's time for beggars.com to grow into an, uh, an adult and shine, right. right? We're beginning to grow. Uh, I love that. We're beggars, um, that's right. Uh, let me follow up on on um, that that critical piece that you just broke down. That uh, you know, beggars works as a platform because it creates a unified community where beggars and chippers can participate. And chippers are right the the user who is giving. However, uh, 
I, ideally, people use the beggars platform on both ends, right? You create and you give, and it's a, uh, a fluid ecosystem, right? But regardless, uh, the whole point of the platform is creating that unified community where beggars and chippers participate throughout the journey of the give. And like you said, there's a lot of funding sites that are very fragmented. You don't always know where the money is going or how it ends up being used. You could donate to a cause that is near and dear to your heart, um, but then once the money is given, you know, was that church built? Was that soccer team able to go visit their, uh, you know, their favorite role model? Was that musician able to get that guitar upgrade they really need? Maybe you'll find out, maybe you won't, but it's kind of dependent on you seeking that information out. This builds that narrative journey into the experience. Can you further explain for us why you see that community-centric dynamic as so powerful in today's social media environment and kind of how you're working to utilize that for the user's benefit and then for, you know, for beggars' larger vision? Well, there's a couple things. One is we wanted to really make sure that um, it's really a giving community more than a taking community. So the way we've done a couple of things. One is that we've created um, the ability for individuals who give to reach total consciousness. So we have, I've reached total consciousness on beggars.com. And the more that an individual gives into the community, the higher level of consciousness they can re reach. When we, when we do the leaderboard and the badges that individuals have, they are going to, um, that's where the leaderboard is. The more that you give, more often that you give, the, the higher up on the leaderboard that you can come into. The second thing is, is that I want to just continue to drive this home. It is to give within and to take from within. So if it's only a site where I'm just posting something, I want a pair of Air Max Jordans, but I'm not really participating with the, with the rest of the community, I, I, it, it'll be hard for me to build that brand. But as an example, I'm giving, I'm going, I'm giving to David for uh, more microphones or whatever, more video or whatever he might want. That helps. The second thing is, let's say I post a video, I'm going to go on a trek to, to Peru. I'm raising a thousand dollars. I've created this really fun content that goes with it, but it also has a badge on there that says I've I'm a giver. So what happens is the individual then sees this person not only is raising money for themselves, but they're raising money, they're giving back into the community. And when you create that relationship on a singular platform, the momentum that we're going to get is is beyond anything I can really put my head around. Yeah, and I, I think that that sort of natural, fluid interaction between uh, the people that are you know in need or in want and the people who who chip in, right? Not donate, who chip in. Um, it's I, I think it really elevates that sense of community that is missing so much in some of the baby transactional style dynamics that do exist in current. Um, crowdfunding sites and platforms. Uh, and then on the platforms where the focus is engaging community and creating good content, there's often very little um, you know, incentive or uh, often there just aren't mechanisms for you to support that person that you see on the other end. What can you do? You, you share it, you like it, you repost it, um, but there's not like really a tip jar or a way for you to immediately subscribe with cash on all these platforms, right? Some of them have that dynamic, but they don't have 
the unified combination of both. So what I want to do now is break down some of the use cases where I think beggars really comes into form. Uh, so let's start with, I think, the, the simplest, the one that makes uh, the most sense for the unified vision here, and that's just encouraging the creation of creative videos to help tell that story of what you, the beggar, needs or wants, right? And I think this really highlights this push to get more people to sort of strategically brand themselves and brand their wants, brand their needs, and use content as that vehicle. Can you describe that dynamic for us and kind of explain why this has been a strategic push for beggars, right? To get more people to, to try to better market themselves or brand themselves and what they want, what they need. Well, it gives them an opportunity, as I like to say, is you get to brand from dollar one. Mm. If you can create content that motivates people for in any fashion, you motivated me with humor, you motivated me with a story, you taught me something, and I want to chip in, I can do that immediately. That connection is saying to somebody, I can. if I see something that I enjoy or I liked or you did something, I can give. So the way I like to say it is this. If I'm walking down a mall and I see an individual playing a guitar and they're singing and they're laughing and there's a crowd around them getting entertained, there's one thing that's in front of that entertainer, a hat. They're not implicitly saying, I want money, but they're saying to you, I've done something and if I've motivated you to at any level, would you help me continue to do this? And now what you've done is you created that platform where everybody who's kind of doing the same thing is, is working on that, number one. Number two is I can create this content. I'm not creating any of my own, but I'm watching. So as an example, I'm the 10 people around Billy or Sarah creating that content. So now individuals aren't only coming in to create to ask, but people are coming in to watch. And that's the difference. So if you look at it, if I go to a GoFundMe as an example, which does a great job, but if I go there, I'm going to the specific ask that someone shared with me, and I go there, I read it, it motivated me, I donate it, great. I go to content creation, I have to, I'm scrolling through many videos or hits as I go through, and then I find somebody who either I knew and I did it. This does both of those, it allows me to donate, but I stay because I'm continuing to be entertained by the individuals on the site. And do you find that that is a, a more effective way of securing, you know, uh, the money, the funds that people want and need is to use that kind of creative content strategy? The better that you're able to create your own marketing brand or leverage your social network for anything that you might want, need, or want to give, the more likely you are to raise what you want and then even more. There is no top end of what you can raise for what you're looking for. And if at the end, if you raise more than what you asked, you'll probably give back into the community. I've raised, I wanted $800 and I raised $1,000. i am going to give $50 back in to other beggars, other beggars that I know are friends of mine or somebody that went ahead and motivated me. Now, if you think about it, I'm a 17-year-old person and I want a pair of Air Max Jordans and yet I have some skills or I can create something. This person can come to beggars, says, hey man, I'm, I'm raising money for a pair of Air Max Jordans or whatever they might want, create the content, share it with their, their network. They come in, they give, he gets, or she gets 10 people to give him $10 or her $10 and they raise 
you know, hundred bucks, two hundred, three hundred dollars. Even if the shoes were four hundred, they raised it three hundred. It only cost them a hundred and able to get what they want. Right. And that continuity is nowhere to be found on a singular platform. One of the other use cases that intrigues me a lot as a content creator myself is this more immediate monetization for content creation, right? This idea of being able to build in tips into the creative content process and be able to turn sort of your creative endeavor beyond just I want or need something, but rather I want to build a content community. I want to do video essays. I want to do humor content. But it would be nice if I got paid for this. Uh, if you find the right audience, you entertain them enough, you motivate them enough, uh, you inform them enough, educate them, right? Whatever it is, uh, you can build that revenue stream pretty quickly, immediately with video one, right? So I'm curious how you see beggars playing a role in kind of redefining that Patreon style or like YouTube super chat style dynamic in service of content creators, right? What do you see as some of the the potential for how this can redefine how content creators even approach monetizing their content? Great question. So what I try to think of it is the imagination of the content is limited by the person who has the imagination. Therefore, any answer that I give you is just going to be my own imagination. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Right. So at the end of the day, I can, the one thing I can imagine is that whatever I'm imagining it's times 50, 100, 1,000, what other people can think of. And it allows these individuals, instead of letting other social media platforms leverage their value and their content and profit from it, that if you motivate them, just like that person on the mall doing something, they get the money that they raise. They're not sharing it with anybody. And we're creating that platform that says, If you can create content that motivates a crowd in any way emotion that you want to do and they give you $5, congratulations. And now you're making the money right away. So what I can tell you is this. What I see as beggars today will not be what beggars is in the future because I'm not a content creator. I'm a content consumer, but I can tell you this, I am excited to see what I'm going to get to see, and that is going to be fun. I mean, really, the content possibilities are pretty endless. So right. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can see, I can see full-scale, hour-long video essays on there. I can see, you know, 10-second TikTok-style, you know, bizarre memes that only, you know, (laughs) a small subgroup of 15 year olds is going to (laughs) understand and everything in between. Um, And so it's, it's just exciting to, to see how this is going to grow and how it's going to engage some of those creative minds to think strategically about how can my content start to turn some dollars day one. Uh, That could really open some career doors for creatives too, which is exciting. Um, the last main use case I want to break down here is sort of the, the supporting of teams dynamics here, right? So it's not just individuals that can jump in and use the platform. It's almost encouraged for organizations, for larger groups with sort of group level initiatives to also use the platform. 
Can you break down what you hope organizations can get out of a platform like Beggars? And is there anything that's somewhat unique about how an organization might use Beggars versus how me, the content creator, might use Beggars? So I see it's really three different personas that are going to really leverage the site. The first one is an individual who has a very specific ask, can leverage the social media network and create a good enough content where the community wants to participate in it as well. Sure. Kid graduated from high school, wants to go this, I'm going at grandparents, uncles, nieces, friends, come in, right. I, you don't send me uh, money or don't send cards. Chip in, right. I'll take the money. And help me I'll, go to Spain. Yeah, right. help me yeah. go to Spain, exactly. The second one is content creators, right? I'm going to create content, I'm going to leverage, I'm going to monetize right away. And the one I think is really going to, is underserved and allows the episodic creation to go much further. I'm a lacrosse team, I'm a baseball team, I'm a chess team, I'm a debate team. I'm any kind of group that needs to go or want to participate in a league or a tournament. I want to go to Orlando to participate in a soccer tournament. Mm -hmm. Well, this team now can create their original video make it fun, make it whatever, share it amongst the same people that you used to go like this. Hey, I'm raising money for to go to Orlando. Now they can do it and they can leverage not a singular community, meaning the next door neighbor, their dad or mother's friend or right. whomever, they can go further out. But more importantly is, if I gave to that individual my friend's daughter, as an example, I wish them luck and hopefully I hear that they, they won the tournament. Right. Here, the, they get to create the first one, which is the ask. Then the second one, is this is us boarding the plane, getting on the bus. We're excited. So the person who's now seeing that, this is us playing our first game. This is us winning. This is us holding the trophy. And so these teams now get to create not only um, the journey for everybody who chipped in, but they're branding their own little league, their own team, what they can do. So again, it's not just a sports team. It could be a debate team, a chess team. A, <laughs> there's a lot of teams out yeah, there. A lot of teams, definitely. <laughs> and a, a lot e of sports, you know, yes. to speak to the kids out there, right? <laughs> so there's a lot of things that come out there. But it's better than knocking on a door or creating a static page sure. that tells a story that this, it's really the same people that are going to chip in. In this world, I'm just going to get those individuals as well. But I might get a hundred people that didn't even know us, never seen us, but really were motivated by our story. I'm a team in um, in Chicago, in the city, and I really want to go play a football team in Orlando. But we don't necessarily, we might not have the means, but we have the ability to create this great content and create the journey. Not only are their social network going to be able to contribute, but man, wouldn't that be a, a great story in the community? And that's going to help them raise a lot more money that they can give back into the community if they overraise and allow them to do something that they might not be able to do otherwise. Yeah. And that is powerful and that excites me the most. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a professional style use case here too that speaks a lot to, you know, uh, being a B2B interviewer myself. I always look for what are the B2B angles here? Um, I, can totally see this being leveraged within niche communities of industry professionals. Even, you know, let's say farmer needs new equipment on their family farm. And, you know, maybe instead of jumping on that Facebook group of, uh, you know, other local farmers in the region or just, uh, you know, the kind of farmer's equipment chat that he might be on on Facebook Messenger. Instead, this can become a, hey, let's throw a bag out there make some fun content and, um, you know, hopefully better evangelize our need 
turn that into other people within that professional community chipping in because, oh, they understand the challenge. Yeah, we just had to buy a new tractor three years ago and we're still trying to pay that off. We understand. Let's chip in a little bit and help them get what they need, right? So there's that dynamic that I think could be really beneficial and and link some of that uh, business professional community. Then I also see charities themselves getting on beggars and leveraging the platform for folks to better understand their cause, better understand how that money is being put to good use. And if there are short-term campaigns, for example, I have a girlfriend who uh, works, well, a girlfriend, like I have many, right? No, I have my singular girlfriend who works for, uh, yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, thank you. Um, who works for a, um, a nonprofit where she uh, assists at-risk and homeless children in the Dallas area. Right. Uh, and often they have these short-term kind of funding and campaign initiatives, right. like back to school, for example. They have a right. big back to school drive, and so it's all about donate either money or supplies, but in this case would be money for beggars, right, uh, to help us fund backpacks uh, and then stuff those backpacks with necessary supplies. So these kids, when they go back to school, they feel like, oh, I've got everything that all my peers have, right? right? Which often is not the case when you are a, uh, a homeless child or living in a motel, right? So bring beggars in. Now that nonprofit could leverage beggars for this campaign, could make some content around it, um, could, you know, even have some fun content with the kids themselves who, you know, have very deep emotional and personal relationships with the staff there where they can evangelize and say, here's what we need, chip in, you know, and, um, you know, can't wait to see Tim's smiling face when, you know, he's got his backpack full of supplies. And then when he does get the backpack, you then share that out, check it out. He's ready for day one and he's got his pencils, his ruler, his notebooks, you know, his lunchbox. Thank you community for chipping in, right? Exactly. I think it's really going to work that way. Yeah. What you just said, if it does that, then it absolutely did exactly what I wanted. I'm grateful that the kid can get the drum kit. I'm gr grateful that the kid can go to Peru. But if that kid can go to school with everything else like everyone else, and entertain people while they're doing it and incorporate it in the journey, mission accomplished. Right. Mission accomplished, exactly. And uh, I think it just highlights that there are so many opportunities for putting this platform to use, depending on your needs, your wants, who your community is. It's flexible in that way and allows for creative brains to make some creative content, which hopefully then motivates uh, a flow of cash and a growing of community and a, you know, an, um, a spirit of giving, like you said, right? Raising total consciousness, right? <laughs> you can reach total consciousness on beggars.com where beggars can be choosers for those who want to know. Lock that in, folks. <laughs> All right, last question I've got for you is what are some of the big plans on the horizon for beggars, right? What, what's next for the platform? Either how can people get involved uh, or if there's any sort of new features or new exciting campaigns you're running, let's let the audience know. The great news is that on July the 18th, or you can download the app both in the Google Store and Apple Store. You can uh, and begin, um, you can go right now to beggars.com, B-E-G-E-R-Z.com, and you can create your user profile. And you can reach out to me personally at Cary, C-A-R-Y, uh, at beggars.com, and I will help you get your video pre-posted before the app goes live. And for anybody who does that, we're... Um, we're going to help you raise the money at no cost. 
So if you want to come on board, raise the money for anything they might want, need, or want to give, charities or anything else, um, get a hold of me and I'll help you uh, get on the site before the app goes live and um, we'll get you started. That's the first thing. And the second thing is we're working with our, an institution to be able to have individuals when they create their bag, it's how do we get money to them? We're working and finalizing getting closer to having our own beggar's debit card. So in your virtual wallet, you will create your bag and a beggar's card will come right there. Mm. The exciting thing about this is that individuals can then take the money that's been raised and they can go use that card for anything that they, pencils, pink with bags, whatever they right. might need. And it's going to be branded. It's going to see them. More importantly is that the individual can see, like, I woke up this morning and I raised $200. They go right to their virtual wallet, and now it says I have $500. So they're actually seeing in real time the opportunity or the amount of cash or capital that they have to go get anything that they might want or give back into the community. They can give right from their beggar's card. So we have, we're working with our partners there. And the last thing is if you're a charity, and you want to be a half a percent of everything that we raise goes directly back into charities. I'm looking and working forward to work with four charities in the first six months that for every for, for all the money that we raise, we want to give those back into those charities. And it allows them to brand themselves. And if the community, even the beggars who receive money, want to donate extra on top of ours, they right. get to get a higher level of total consciousness, but it helps them raise more money. So if you're a charity that's interested in learning, again, reach out at me directly to carry at beggars.com and I'm happy to, to have a conversation with you. So a lot of exciting things happen as we get closer to July 18th and um, I'm excited to see what we're gonna be able to do and, and uh, for future conversations. Absolutely, the beggars journey is just getting started y'all. So July 18th, just to ooh, show there you. it is. There's, little merch action, that's folks. Right. Uh, these are, for the first beggars, we're giving away these shirts right here. Very nice. Up higher. There we go. Let me know. Look at that beautiful color palette. That's right. Don't it says need, it all. Don't you need to prepare yourself for some pastels, okay? Because <laughs> there's some there's some beautiful spring colors popping on that shirt, okay? So, so <laughs> get yourself the shirt. Get yourself ready for that March season when we loop back around. But in the meantime, July 18th. We've got beggars going live, so keep an eye out for updates on the launch of the platform. And we're just getting started. Like we said, there's so many opportunities for putting this platform to use and so much to still learn about how beggars is going to strategically grow its footprint, engage community, and give y'all some opportunities to get creative and hopefully get some money that you really want or need. So again, folks, we've been chatting with CEO and founder of Beggars, Carrie Carlton. Again, go to beggars.com, B-E-G-E-R-Z, for more information on the platform. And in the meantime, I'm Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Beggars Can Be Choosers.